0: Welcome to Insurance Made Simple. This is episode number nine. I can't believe it's already episode number nine, but this is episode number nine of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Peter Vitale. And today, we're going to talk about something that's kind of like what we talked about the last uh, several episodes. We talked about uh, credit-based insurance scoring. And this kind of plays into that a little bit as well. But this is big data in insurance. And... I think that the best way to preface this and really look at it um, and understand why this is happening is to understand the fast paced and the demand for the fast-paced insurance quote in Personal Lines Insurance, right? Geico, the Gecko, they tell us 15 minutes, you can say 15% or more. You know, Flo is always talking uh, from Progressive about how to get, you know, fast and quick quote online. So there's been all this push by the insurance companies to get consumers to want and demand an insurance quote rapidly. And you know what? I'm all for it because I am in fact, one of the most impatient people on the entire planet. I hate waiting. So I thought this was a really good thing. But how do we get things done so quickly? What we do is we rely on these huge companies that mine and extract your personal information from various sources. And this is a good thing. I'm not trying to make these people sound, you know, out to be nefarious or anything. By and large, what they're doing is admirable, and it's helping consumers get insurance faster and sometimes more accurately, but not always more accurately. And I don't want to place the blame for the inaccuracy on these big data aggregators or whatever we should call them. But these big companies that just mine data and sell it to insurance companies, I don't place the blame on them. Where I do place the blame is on insurance agents. Because as you know, I'm an insurance agent, and I know a lot of other insurance agents, and I know a lot of really crummy insurance agents, and I know a lot of really spectacular and fantastic insurance agents. And no insurance agent is created equal, just like no insurance consumer is created equal. And insurance agents that really practice, drill, and rehearse their craft each and every day – get better and better and better and they put time into learning more things and how processes work. And they're the ones that are really staying educated, keeping up, you know, to date with new systems, um, to understand how that impacts the quoting process, you know, impacts the underwriting process. So you know, we'll segregate these agents into two buckets here, right? we got the crummy ones and we got the good ones. And what happens is when you have a crummy one, they just blindly accept the information that these various systems pull back. And they may never ask you about it to even verify it, which is crazy, but they might not, let's be honest. And that can have a direct impact on your pricing and the pricing you're able to get. So what I would always tell you, right, Go to an insurance agent that you know or comes recommended to you. Go to an insurance agent who you trust, who you think is knowledgeable, who's demonstrated to you that they understand the product. Ask questions as many as you have. Don't be shy. You know, really figure out who you're comfortable working with. I would always caution you, and I love doing things myself online, I would always caution you not to go that route because you really don't, you know, you may know the coverages that you're picking and you may say, oh, I'm comfortable with this deductible or that, but you may not really understand the ramifications. But more importantly, you may not see all of this information in the background That the insurance company doesn't really want you to see because if they start asking you, have you only lived at this address for three years? Have you only owned this car for this long? You know, is this accident that, you know, one of our data vendors is saying your accident? Is it really your accident or was it, you know, someone with a similar name? Maybe you're a junior and, uh, you know, the accident happened with senior. Um, So you're not seeing these and you're not really seeing the information that's going into making the rate, right? Insurance companies have gotten really complex in how to determine rate, which is really good for the consumers on average because, you know, the more data points there are in the rate making process – The more true the rate is to you. And if you're a good driver, that means a lower rate for you. And if you're a bad driver, well, you know what? I mean, it means you're getting charged the rate you should. And, you know, why should the good drivers subsidize you? So that's what today's episode is going to be about, and I want you guys to understand the number of different factors that are going into, an. we're going to use auto insurance, we'll stick with auto insurance today, but the number of factors that go into an auto insurance rate and where this data is coming from, I would argue that Your credit information is very important and everyone knows to check their credit score at some point, or they generally know if they have a crummy credit score, a good credit score, an average credit score, or an exceptional credit score. What people don't know and where they don't look is, you know, these various, well, they're still categorized under the law as consumer reports. They don't go and look at these other consumer reports that aren't about credit. And so I wanna share with you today some of these um, different companies, um, one of which you may have heard of, you may have never heard of before, but um, we'll start first with LexisNexis Risk Solutions. And LexisNexis does a lot of different things, right? If you know anyone in the legal profession, LexisNexis does a tremendous amount of information gathering and um, court opinions and and court dockets and things like that for the legal profession. But believe me, they, I would argue, do even more for the insurance industry. And LexisNexis has a database, and they call it the CLUE, C-L-U-E, auto um, claim history information. And this is a database of all of the accidents or claims that you have filed with your current or prior insurance carriers. And insurance companies then look at this information to rate your new policy on, right? If you have an at-fault accident, you're going to pay more for someone than someone who doesn't, right? That's obvious. We all know that. But where they're getting that information isn't just like a Secretary of State or a Department of Motor Vehicles um, you know, database. They're getting it from this private database that maybe Um, goes and and gets the information from the DMVs and the secretaries of state. Maybe they get it from local police departments or um, like, you know, the Michigan State Police or whatever, you know, state uh, police departments uh, in their databases. But maybe they also get it from other insurance companies that contribute to the database and put their information in. And what I would argue is that sometimes when you're getting information from all these different sources... There's a lot of room for error, and it may not happen like on a hugely frequent basis. But when you're getting all this data and you're pulling it all in, and it's not all the same um, because different cities have, you know, their police reports formatted different ways uh, and things like that, it may not always be as accurate as it should be. And so, if your insurance agent or if you're doing your own insurance buying online and you can't see it cuz the carriers don't let you see everything in the system that they're rating on. If they don't ask questions and they don't say is this really your accident or is it even the correct, you know, disposition? Was this really an at-fault accident or was it a not-at-fault accident? Did we really pay out $10,000 in collision or was $10,000 in, you know, PIP medical paid out? If you're not asking and verifying And if your insurance agent isn't asking and verifying, something is going wrong um, because we should not blindly follow this. Right. If you've followed the credit reporting companies and how inaccurate many studies found that data was, you know, the same could be true here. So you always want to check the information. You want to check the details because this is how much you're paying. And what the heck? Should you be paying more if you should, you know, because some data broker put in the wrong code um, and, and put that you had an at-fault accident when it really wasn't your fault? No, you shouldn't be. So you should be checking. And I would say we should always be skeptical when someone says, okay, I can get you an insurance quote in, you know, Three minutes. Well, hang on. Three minutes. What's going on? The only thing they're doing is they're not telling you all the information that their computer system sucked in to get the rate that you're at, and they just are hoping and praying that, oh, I hope this is accurate because, you know, I'm going to give him the price now, and hopefully he likes it, and, you know, if it's still 30 bucks more a month because we pulled something in inaccurate, and, well, who cares? He likes it. He bought it. That's what we're trying to avoid. When someone tells you you should want everything fast— Maybe you should, but maybe you should say, why are they telling me to get everything fast? What is going on? What don't I know? So we learned a second ago about um, you know, the LexisNexis Clue database. They have several other databases that I think are worth mentioning, right? Um, they have InsureView. Um, And this is the description on their website, uh, InsureView. This uses non-credit-based scores and attributes uh, to complement traditional scoring methods for a more holistic view of a policy risk. So it's looking at a bunch of other data points on you and giving the insurance carrier a score. What those points are, they don't really talk about in here, but maybe this is something you should be asking. You know, do you use, you know, what is going into my rate? And, you know, lazy insurance agents may not want to tell you the different factors that are going into but keep pushing and keep asking you know I would venture to guess if you call progressive or Geico and um, you know you're talking to someone in a call center you know in, in you know the middle of Idaho or something and there's nothing wrong with that but they may not know and and because they may not be told by their insurance carrier. So you want to find someone, you want to find an agent who understands the information that's going in and you want to ask what's being used. What is really going on here? What's being used? What information of mine are you using? You know, LexisNexis also has a very interesting service they call the Insurance Payment History, and this is uh, says it's a contributory database that provides a full view of policyholder payments from first invoice through renewal or cancellation, with information about payment methods. Payment cadence, late payments, and cancellations. Well, isn't that interesting? So, you know, the insurance company could be using your prior insurance payment history as a rating factor, how many cancellations you've had in the past few months. Now, what if that information isn't accurate? Or what if, by mistake, got coded incorrectly in the data upload. So these are things you want to check. And the beautiful thing about this, and the most important thing I could say in this entire podcast is, you have a legal right to obtain these reports to see what information they have on you. So I would suggest that you Google LexisNexis and you Google a LexisNexis full file disclosure. And there's a form you can fill out online um, and there's a form you can fill out in paper and mail in and they will then mail you or upload electronically to you all of the information they have on you. And you can verify it for accuracy. And I would definitely suggest you do this. Another one of my... Um, you know, and again, I'm not like shaming LexisNexis for apparently, you know, getting a little bit of information wrong every now and again. I am, however, shaming the insurance agents who will not tell you what data is going into the rate of the policy that you're going to buy to make sure it's accurate because that's their job. Their job is to leverage the tools that are available and to help you understand if you're getting the proper rate. Everyone, right, these rules and rates are filed with the state departments of insurance. Everyone should be getting the rate that is filed and approved. If you're not, it's because someone is lazy and they're not verifying the information. So another one of my favorite um, LexisNexis products is the current carrier database because everyone knows, right, insurance is one of these things that is – if you have insurance – it's easier to get insurance and it's cheaper to get insurance if you have insurance because you're not viewed as a bad risk because you have previous insurance. And LexisNexis does a great job in this current carrier database. And they have a number of different things in here. But they have you know, the carrier that you're currently insured with, your previous carriers, um, you know, the dates you were insured with them, your current bodily injury liability limits with that carrier. And I'll tell you why that's important in a second and how many months you've been with them, how many months you've had continuous insurance and all this good stuff. And this is important, guys, because this is a huge rating factor in personal lines insurance. Do you have current insurance? How long have you had your current carrier, right? There's a lot of companies out there That will charge less rate if you've been with a current company for five years versus someone who switches over and over and over again because they know they're going to make less money on you. And, you know, unfortunately, that's legal um, in many states under the current, you know, um, statutory um, rate-making guidelines. But this is something that this current carrier database does, um, in fact, display and does, in fact – you know, let the insurance companies you know figure out how to rate you. This, in my opinion, is one of the most—I don't want to say inaccurate, but it's the one of the most um, common databases that insurance companies use that might have something a little off in it. And I say that because. Different insurance companies upload the information to this database. It's a contributory database, which means in order to get information out of it, you've got to put information in it. So if your insurance carrier reports to this database, they can also get information from this database. And um, one of the more common things I see, and this goes to um, people who are currently insured with State Farm, is State Farm does things a little different. They insure every vehicle on a different policy with a different policy number. Um, So if you have five cars with State Farm, you have five different auto policies. Um, They all kind of roll up to the same billing account, but that's not a policy. That's just a billing account. And what happens is you may have situations, and I don't understand why anyone would ever do this, but it seems to be common in the world of State Farm agents. Um, They have different bodily injury liability limits on different cars. Maybe they've got a really nice car and they feel like, well, someone sues me and I'm driving that car. You know, we should have a higher limit. It's illogical and that would be a, a subject of a different podcast. but. For the purposes of this podcast, what happens is in that case, when you have five different policies with State Farm, all of the information might not pull through properly. It may be giving you credit for the high bodily injury liability limits only if that's the most recently renewed State Farm policy. We see that happen with a lot of carriers. It may also not be giving you the full 10 year length of your time with State Farm. So let's say, you know, the most recent policy that renewed is the car you got last year. So it may only be showing, you know, a year with State Farm instead of, you know, 10 years with State Farm. And that's the difference between a sizable discount with many different carriers. Have I been insured one year or 10 years? That's a big difference in a lot of cases in rate making. So the thing that I'm trying to drive home here, and I want to make sure that I'm really driving this point home is. You should be asking your insurance agent, what factors go into determining my rate? And when they say, well, you know, one of the things you have a, a discount for being with your prior carrier for three years, and that's one of those things. And you should say, whoa, 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 hang on, I've been with my prior carrier for 17 years or seven years. And your agent could say, well, the max discount's three years, so that's what it is. Or they could say, wow, I don't know. The database is showing you've only been with them for 3 years and how do we change this? Um, you know, should be your next question and your agent say, "Well, let's get some proof from the, that other insurance company that you've been with them for 10 years and you'll get a better rate." When we're trained to want everything so fast, right? We miss these details and we get an inaccurate rating where people are paying more money than they should be. It is not the advantage of the insurance company to do everything fast, right? They would, everything to their advantage would be to do everything really, really, really slow. That's what you would normally think. That's not true. Their advantage is to do it fast, is to make you want to do it as fast as possible. So we just gloss over all these details. They like it fast because it is more profitable for them than to. Slow down the process and get all the accurate information. You want it to be accurate because you want the best rate possible. And we shouldn't blindly be trusting all these data brokers. It's good and it helps and it does speed up the process and it doesn't make you have to go get documents from your current carrier and that's all good and that's part of it. But only if it's accurate. If it's not accurate, slow down and let's make sure it's right. So that's another big piece of big data in insurance. And, you know, one of the newer points and the newer pieces of data that um, we're seeing in the insurance industry is what's something that's called a verified mileage. And everyone knows, you know, that uh, insurance companies have been pricing based on how many miles you say you drive for a long time. And let's separate this in our minds from like, you know, telematics where your phone is tracking you or a device in your car is tracking you or pay-per-mile products that some insurance companies sell. Let's take that to the side for a second. And let's kind of go back and say, you know, many insurance companies have been asking, you know, for a number of years, you know, do you drive low miles? And you say, yeah, I only drive 4,000 miles a year. Great. Uh, okay, you get a discount for that. And they may ask you to like verify that and send you a postcard or something, fill out your miles a couple of times a year um, to see if you're being truthful or not. But people were lying on those, right? No surprise. Many people just said, oh yeah, I drive 3,000 miles a year. They're really driving 30, but they're getting the discount. And that's not fair to the people who are truly driving 3,000 miles. So interestingly enough, Carfax is actually selling um, data to insurance carriers now. And um, this is a verified mileage um, program. So we all know we take our car in for service or to a body shop or something, you know, they put the information in the Carfax. And One of those data points they put in is mileage. And now insurance companies are saying, okay, we are going to charge you based on the number of miles Carfax is reporting you drive. This is good, right? I mean, you drive less miles, you're going to pay less rate. It's verified. It's a good thing that this is happening. But again... I want to get back to this. But again, make sure the information's accurate. Do you think it's out of the realm of possibility that some mechanic at a body shop fat fingered a number and now all of a sudden you're getting charged for driving 10,000 more miles a year because his finger slipped and put in, you know, the odometer reading is 30,300 miles instead of 20,300 miles? Or maybe he looked at the odometer and didn't write it down, and by the time they got to the computer or, or you know, noted it on a piece of paper, you know, they wrote it down wrong, and then they inputted it wrong off memory, or someone's handwriting was sloppy, and the person who's keying it in the computer thinks it's a two, but maybe it's a three, so they put a three. And now this is affecting your insurance pricing? I mean, this is a big deal. So you've got to be asking... What factors are going into my insurance pricing, and a lot of agents are gonna say, "Oh, there's you know a million factors, and you know who knows." Um, that's not someone you want to do business with. You want to do someone who's gonna be knowledgeable, who's gonna you know tell you like it is, and is gonna help you understand what is actually going on. And in that process is going to be verifying the information. And then what happens? Oh, my God, you know, I don't drive 30,000 miles a year. This is crazy. You know, what do I do? Well, the insurance companies have a process for you to provide data, um, you know, whether it's, you know, um, vehicle maintenance records or something like that, that is going to be able to override the database information because If the database information is inaccurate, you can't be charged based on it, you know. But you have to know it's inaccurate, which means that someone's got to tell you or you've got to ask. But uh, if you don't ask and if they don't tell you, how are you going to know? Maybe there's a disclosure made somewhere in, you know, the 800-page document they send you when you first get the policy, but then they never talk about it again. Well, you guys have to ask if you're smart, you will get out of the mindset of saving 15% or more in 15 minutes or whatever the saying is. You will spend time asking questions and understanding how you're being charged. Because I would venture to guess at some point, if you've had insurance for a while, at some point, you've been paying a bill that has not been properly rated based on the factors of your household composition, vehicle composition, driving history. There's been an entry uh, error at some point somewhere because there's too much information coming in from too many different sources for it to be impossible for it not to happen. So Verified Mileage and Carfax of all places is another big company selling information um, to insurance carriers to, you know, use in the rate making process. There's also a big uh, data company called Verisk, and you know they have a, another product about mileage. And um, this is from one of their um, brochures on their website, solving the mileage conundrum. While annual mileage is a proven predictor of lost costs, it has always been among the most difficult rating variables to confirm accurately and to maintain throughout the life of a policy. Now, with Mileage Confirm, new technology, data sources, and analytics are changing the insurance landscape when it comes to accurately assessing risk. So they have their own mileage verification product. Um, they also have a, another product called TrueVin, and it's um, you know better pricing insight one digit at a time. Newer cars can be safer to drive but more expensive to repair. Leverage the details available from the full VIN with TrueVin to rate vehicle features and technology with confidence. So they have another whole product and that's all it does is gather information about your vehicle so the insurance companies can price it in a more sophisticated way. And then one thing that I do want to get to is these companies all have and sell information about undisclosed drivers. So, you know, applicants, of course, never lie on their policy applications. Um, you know, if you have ever, you should um, listen to one of the first episodes of this podcast that talks about what could happen. But what... Uh, the undisclosed driver information um, databases do is they gather information of people who they believe to be living in your house. And they then say to the insurance company, you know, insurance company, this customer of yours, you know, John Smith, John's got, you know, two 15 year old twin daughters in his house. And you know they're probably of driving age. In fact, we verified with the Michigan Secretary of State that they have driver's license numbers now. And you know you're covering these people, even though you're not charging the appropriate rate for it. So um, undisclosed driver information is another big big piece of information. So just make sure you're not getting charged for drivers or people they think that are in your house that may not be in your house just because some database says uh, that they're there. And one of the last and most interesting and um, newest um, databases um, that we're seeing is called, it's a reverse phone append system. And what this does is it basically takes your phone number and it takes your first last name, um, street address, city, state, and zip code, and then it gathers a bunch of other information on you through these databases to help the insurance company complete your application much more rapidly. This is a big, big, big concern for me, partially because I haven't seen it um, in action. It's fairly new. And I would say if you're Pulling in a bunch of information from, you know, 20 or 30 different databases based off just someone's, you know, name, address, and phone number. What could go wrong? Um, Let me think. Is this a phone number that you've recently acquired and, you know, you haven't had it for the last 20 years, but it's bringing in information from someone who previously had the phone number? Well, that could be alarming. So um, the point is, Trust, but verify and verify what information that is being used about you on your insurance policy application, verify the information and know you can't see everything. Know that and know that if you're doing it online or if you're signing a policy application, there could be various other things behind the scenes that are going into the rating algorithm and you better make sure that it's accurate information Because you want to be paying the best rate possible. You don't want to be paying $20, $30, $40, $50 more a month because someone was lazy and didn't ask you and just assumed this loss was an at-fault accident instead of a not-at-fault because a database told them to. That would be insane. So make sure you're working with an intelligent, honest ethical, and open insurance agent who wants to help you understand, who wants to help you make the right decisions for you and your family. People like that exist out there in the world, but understand that it's going to take a few minutes more than a quick and easy online process where you don't know what the hell's going on. You want it that way. You want to be informed. Don't let anyone else fool you. You want to make sure the information's accurate. Please, please, please do so. All right. Well, this was a great episode about big data in insurance. I am happy to talk to you anytime. Feel free to always email me, peter at um, You can also check out our website, encoreinsurance.com. But yeah, drop me a line via email. I'm happy to be here for you to answer any questions you might have. If I can't, I'll always point you in the right direction. Okay. Until next time. Bye-bye.